Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. Today on the show, we're going to be speaking to a young Taiwanese-Filipino director who's gained recognition for her work from the Cannes Film Festival. You know, the one in France? Yeah, that one. The director is Rena Zhou, and her independently produced short, Arnie, made it past more than a thousand other submissions earlier this year to be accepted into uh, what's called the International Critics Week. This is kind of a, a side competition highlighting the works of young, up-and-coming directors. Uh, the film portrays the life of the titular character Arnie, uh, who is a Filipino fisherman serving aboard a Taiwanese fishing boat. Uh, in this scene that we're hearing right here, uh, Arnie tells his crewmates about what he's going to do once he's saved enough money to leave the ship. So he's saying here, you know, he dreams of owning a home, maybe with a swimming pool out back, pool table inside, nothing too fancy. But even these modest plans get derailed when the realities of life on the seas catch up with him. Now, this is a very personal film for its director, who has a Filipino mother and a Taiwanese father, uh, and grew up in both countries. Uh, I got her in studio recently to discuss the film and her perspective living between these two identities. Rina Zhou, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So uh, this character, Arnie, in yeah. your film, he goes through quite a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot of up, ups and downs. Uh, he, he, he finds out uh, that the relationship he has with uh, his girlfriend is not quite what he thought it was. Uh, he goes through a storm. You, 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 know, you, you, you dump a whole storm on this guy. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what attracted you to this project. What about this character? What about this story uh, got you interested? I'm quite a very, I'm quite a, how do you say it, intuitive kind of filmmaker. Mm. So when I write things, it, it usually um, summons upon me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really thought about making a film about fishermen before, mm. but I was in Kaohsiung for another reason. And then I just bumped into a, a group of fishermen in a Filipino food, food shop. Mm. And I was there with a friend who, who looks darker than me. Mm. So they, they, keep, they kept watching us. Mm. And wondering what a Taiwanese girl is doing in that shop, and then when we finished our meal, I decided to, you know, sum up my my courage and talk to them. Mm. And then I got to know them and realized that oh, there's fishermen, Filipino fishermen in Kaohsiung. I didn't know that, mm. and they're so young. <laughs> they're like twenty three under, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I realized wow, there's a lot going on that I didn't know that is happening around me. So I got to know them, and I. I I was inspired by one of the stories of one of the fishermen whose name was Arniel. Mm. Arniel. Pretty similar. Yeah. And that was it. I thought maybe maybe I could write something about it, but it didn't happen after. Mm. And then I thought I thought about the encounter we had mm. because they said none. They haven't seen any Taiwanese going to that food shop before. Mm. So that's why they kept watching us. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is really something magical because I just happened to be there. I got lost in a way and happened to be there, and mm. then they ha- they happened to be there. Mm. So our encounter is in a way magical, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that that story also 
uh, illustrates it in a way. It really shouldn't be magical because uh, you know we all ironically live, yes <laughs> we all live right next to each other. So the fact that we don't have more of that interaction is kind of the incredible thing. Yeah. So I thought about the concept of this parallel world, mm. and I wanted to to make a, a short film about it. Mm-hmm. And so I um, I wrote about this guy Arnie, the fisherman, and his magical encounter with a Taiwanese girl, mm. which he will. Be about to meet after his, you know, sad, sad, so, well, the sad thing that happened to him. <laughs> so some good stuff happens too. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't we won't spill too much of uh, of the plot right here. Um, but it, uh, it, the project that you have here really reminds me of another interview that I did recently. Uh, I, I recently talked to a group uh, called the 140 Foundation. Uh, they do a lot of work with uh, Indonesian guest workers, uh, and uh, aside from some of the more social work type stuff that they do. Uh, they also try to set up uh, kind of meet and greets uh, between Taiwanese people, Indonesian workers, just kind of facilitating um, them getting to know one another. Uh, it seems like in a way you're trying to uh, give audiences a chance to meet uh, Arnie, who is, uh, as your story just kind of illustrated, somebody that uh, they don't always get a chance to meet. I think that's exactly the point of the film because um, the first part of the film is actually something that we don't see. Mm. As as Taiwanese people, we don't see because normally in our um, perception, the foreign workers are tired, are sad, are exploited, are mm. you know everything is so negative about about them being here. They must have some reason or something. But actually, Filipinos are very enthusiastic, mm. very passionate people, yeah. and life, no matter how hard it gets, they're right. still happy and they're, they still try to be happy within mm-hmm. one another. So that's a huge part of something that I wanted to show to the audience mm. worldwide, yeah. that um, no matter how hard things get, there is some joy in life. Mm. And I think that is that is why you you feel more impact by the sadness that he encounters later because you know that this is a person that you can connect with because you have the same reason to be happy or sad with. Mm. Right. So it's uh, it's just a guy going yeah. through some stuff, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, this film also kind of comes out of your own personal experience in a way. Uh, you came to Taiwan uh, when you were 10 years old, I've read. Yeah. Uh, and you encountered a little bit of your own cultural gap uh, at the time. Uh, you know, having lived in the Philippines for most of your childhood, uh, yeah. you, I, I think you, you spoke some Chinese, but it probably wasn't uh, completely as fluent as the other kids at school. I cannot remember. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so is that cultural gap that you kind of ran into? Uh, is that part of the motivation for this film as well? Um, I had that motivation for my graduation film, which is called mm-hmm. Chicharon. It's mm-hmm part biographical about a little girl coming back to Taiwan for the first time, which is a homeland she feels a stranger to. Mm. And um, I think the motivation is different here. Um, It's more of a cultural shock than a cultural gap, I think. Mm. And I think it's based on um, ignorance to to what's really going on with each other. Mm. It's like we imagine foreigners to be different. Mm-hmm. But actually, fundamentally, we're the same. Mm-hmm. But because we, we imagine them different, so we, we think of different things and then we cause misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so like earlier I said before, I wanted them to see how much we have in common emotionally. Right. Yeah. And you know, it, it is pretty interesting that you focus on, uh, you know, in the first part of the film, we're, we're, we're kind of following around uh, his life working on the boat. 
uh, him hanging out with his friends, joking around, laughing. Uh, it is interesting that you focus on that because, uh, you know, a lot of if, if, if you watch some of the films that come out of uh, Cannes, you know, often, for example, if they were going to focus on refugees or something like that, it's just tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Uh, and, and, and you're taking something of a different yeah. tack. Yeah, that's exactly. Because probably because I'm part of this, what do you say, immigrant section, immigrant group. Mm-hmm. So when I see films, that's always tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. I, I can't feel connected. Mm. And sometimes I think, no, we're not that sad all the time. <laughs> yeah, we still feel happy. We still enjoy mm. food and friendship. And karaoke. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a huge connection between Taiwan and the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so in a way, my films, mm-hmm. people have told me that, that they enjoy the little moments of joy in mm-hmm. it because that's not really common in other films that probably focus on, like you said, refugees or immigrants. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so now, you, d- you did screen this film originally for... Uh, a foreign audience. Would you say that there's a different takeaway for that audience than for a Taiwanese audience? Or, 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 or is it more uh, a universal thing than uh, you, you might think? Um, in my mind, I, I filmed this for Taiwan mm-hmm. because it is a very Kaohsiung story. Mm. And for me, it's it's like a, a, he, a melody he, he goes of the overboard city. And, and ends up in Kaohsiung. Yeah. It's part of the plot there. Yeah, and... Um, and the place itself is in Kaohsiung, so you can just stop by there and feel the vibes, feel the, the immigrant workers. Mm. But uh, when we screened in Cannes, I realized that this is something really universal, especially in mm. Europe, <laughs> mm. because of the refugee, the immigrants. Basically, this whole world is fluid. Mm. So in a way, each of us can take part in that film and feel something that we're connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that's something that I realized afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast that you put together for this, uh, because uh, when we see what's going on on screen, uh, we're not looking at actors. We're, we're looking at people uh, <laughs> that are, are, you know, actual fishermen, people that are used to being on a boat. Uh, and and uh, why, why did you decide to go that route? Uh, is it sort of an authenticity thing? Is it a budget thing? Uh, w- w- <laughs> what was the motivation there? Definitely a budget thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, initially I thought about uh, approaching some Filipino actors mm-hmm. and have them come over, at least for the Arnie character, mm-hmm. have them come over and, uh, and play the part. But um, we only had the funding we got from the Kaohsiung Film uh, Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's totally not enough because for, for somebody to come over from the Philippines, they even have to have like bank account statements mm. with the sum of money that our budget can cover. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, um, and, and then we realized uh, out of mistake that mm. the boats mm-hmm. are actually leaving by December, which we thought was only leaving in January. Mm. So we, we pushed our whole schedule ahead one month mm. and we had to have the cast. So we just rushed down and we tried to capture people from the harbor. <laughs> yeah, but luckily, um, after a few days there, mm. like printing out the pictures of the, the candidates we want mm. and waiting there and asking them to drag him over. So how did people react when you walked up and you said, hey, fishermen, uh, do you want to be in a movie? There's two reactions to that. One is because I'm a girl mm. and the harbor is basically all male. Yeah, and after six months, that's how long it takes um, on sea. Mm-hmm. Not seeing any female, 
and they see me and they're super excited. So they're super <laughs> friendly. <laughs> so it might have gone differently if I tried to uh, recruit them. You would never meet them. <laughs> <laughs> no interest whatsoever. Okay, so maybe pretty... some, maybe some. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Oh yeah, we 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 don't want to put everybody into a box. Minus yeah, the... and and another the other part is this is actually entertainment for them mm. because working on the ship is hard. Mm-hmm. And usually because there's a lot of fishermen and the captain has to be, I think he has to be a tyrant in a way for mm. for, for all the different nationalities to re- really listen to him and don't, don't turn over the boat. Mm. Yeah, so in a way it's a very, um, the sense of hierarchy is really strong. Mm. And when they have, you know, young, bubbly, friendly people asking, hey, do you want to be on a film? <laughs> so for them, it's entertainment. Yeah. And we feed them well and we, we, we hang out with them. Right now, we're still like Facebook friends and we have mm. messages all the time. Mm. So for them, it's it's a fresh... Breath of fresh air. Yeah, breath of fresh air mm. out of their real life. Mm. Yeah, so they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you sold them on the project. Uh, you got them in the film. What was it like working with... Because uh, you, you, you've made a number of films in the past. Uh, most of those have uh, actors with you know film experience. What was it like working with a cast that was fresh off the boat? Um, actually, um, for for the films that I've, I've made before, mm. the majority are non-actors. Oh, really? Okay, so this was not new to you. Yeah, but the new thing was... 90% of them are Filipino, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one in my crew that speaks Filipino, mm. Tagalog. Mm-hmm. So you would see on set that we, we would be talking in Tagalog, and mm. then the crew would understand it. Yeah. <laughs> and that would say, cut, and there's, okay. <laughs> now what? Yeah, now what? <laughs> so so the pressure was, was, was higher. And mm. another thing is, this is actually my first time portraying a male protagonist. Mm. For my other fi- short films, I had female or or girls. Mm. So so for for a group of Filipino male fishermen, like <laughs> like a boy band on set, is actually something that also a challenge for me. You've you've, you've got to be the CEO. You've got to be you know p- directing everybody to where they need to be. Yeah, I had to be super hyper if I want them to be energetic, mm. and I have to pull away Arnie, and we would talk in the corner, and I I would try to. Um, had recall his past sad memories in order for him to, you know, have that sad emotions and really cry. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The tears were like diamonds. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just pulling all these sad emotions out of him. Yeah. So in a way, I had to be in the same or even higher state that I want them to be because they don't know how or why I want them to be that way. Oh yeah. So it's a very. Uh, almost intimate directing process. It's yeah, it's very we have to share a lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um now let's uh just talk a little bit about uh the indie film scene in Taiwan. Uh okay. so the way that this was made is you you know you worked with uh the Kaohsiung Film Festival, they helped get it funded. Uh and you've also said that uh in order to you know get enough clout in uh, sort of the film industry in Taiwan, uh, you do need to get some kind of a big name, uh, and film festivals is a helpful way to get that. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you you know string this all. You, I guess what I'm getting at is you seem like a pretty scrappy person. Is the sense that I'm getting you you know you threw this all together. Tell us a little bit about uh, what that takes in Taiwan's indie film industry. Um, 
I can't say I'm I'm really knowledge knowledgeable about this because I've just started for over a year, mm-hmm. and um, um, our script was actually selected. Mm. They had this short film fund in Kaohsiung, and they select five to ten five script for each um, how do you uh, selection, mm-hmm. and they have two selections each year. Mm-hmm. So so. Maybe because you know this is something that um, comes from another pers- perspective as a mm. director for me. Yeah. So so they selected our, our script. Mm-hmm. So we got the money, the very very little money. Mm. So we managed to make the film, and Can was very very out of our expectations mm. <laughs> because we submitted when we submitted it was not finished yet. Mm. And I I only submitted because one of my friends told me, oh, you can submit for this one because they they have shorts programs. Mm. And I said, okay, there's like uh, two days before deadline, mm. so I just submitted the working cut. Mm-hmm. And, and and we didn't expect anything. We just kept kept on with our regular post production schedule, and mm. then suddenly a mail flew in, and everything just blew up. <laughs> so. But in a way, I think it's it would be reasonable to say that if you do have a big name tagged along your film career, mm-hmm. it would be easier, or it would be more reassuring for investors or for for other film companies or collaborators to work with you. Because, like me, I'm a relatively new director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I graduated in 2013, but I worked for fel- for festivals. Mm-hmm. And then I only started to really make films again one and a half year ago. Mm-hmm. So this is this is all coming very very fast, mm-hmm. and I'm trying I'm trying to get a grasp mm-hmm. of it, and yeah, trying hard to to do anything I can to to sustain as a filmmaker. What kind of response did the film get uh, when you screened it in in, in France? Uh, big response? Yeah, it had really nice response, and. It was funny because the ten short films they selected in our section were totally different. Mm. So we were surprised to mm. see how and why they would choose each one of us and put us all together. And in a way, I think it also um, broadens our, broadens our minds because we know oh, there's a lot of ways to make a film and to tell a story, and each of us kind of, kind of represent an angle of inspiration to each other. Mm. Yeah. It's very uh, putting a, a lot of good minds together there. Yeah, and and also they did tell me that um, the Taiwanese cinema is is really something the French people desire and um, and love and anticipate to watch mm-hmm. because in a way, Ho Shen, Edward Yang, right. those legends, those masters have given them the nutrition they had growing up and becoming you know the film. Um, critics or the film festival um, curators they are right now. Hmm. So in a way, uh, we go there as young filmmakers, mm-hmm. aspiring filmmakers, but also in a way we we have that responsibility carrying like a nation's future or something. That that's how they tell us. <laughs> oh really? It's really really like no pressure. Yeah. Oh my god, the pressure. <laughs> yeah. So you really. I, I'm really appreciative of, of the chance they gave me, of the honor they gave me. So yeah. in a way, I want to try harder for that, mm-hmm. th- so I won't let them down. <laughs> did you did did you make a good impression? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, and 
lot, and, lot is riding on that. You know, if you give somebody a weak handshake or you look at them the wrong way, that's... Oh, I give them strong handshakes. Okay, good. Actually, <laughs> I noticed that. I, I noticed that when you shook my hand. Very strong yeah. handshake. Uh, all right. So uh, let's look forward just a little bit so uh, we can tell our listeners how uh, they might watch this film. Uh, it's going to be screened for the first time uh, in the Kaohsiung Film Festival this October. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we will have our Taiwanese premiere in Kaohsiung Film Festival in October. And um, the shorts program will take place in, in two different areas. One, of course, in Kaohsiung, mm. but one also in Taipei. For this year, they will have that first try to screen at the same time during the festival. Mm. In case, you know, there are some audience that could not travel to Kaohsiung for the festival, they would have the chance to see the shorts. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and then you're going to be rolling it out uh, in at other festivals and in other locations. Yeah, right now we're waiting for um, confirmation or selection for different festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, our next step will be Melbourne International mm-hmm. Film Festival mm-hmm. in Australia. Oh. And um, the, other, the others were, were still waiting. So maybe, you know, you can... You can look us up on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There is a Facebook page for Arnie. You can look it up there. Uh, The last point that I kind of want to close on uh, is uh, just reflecting on your work a little bit. Uh, You do kind of have this focus on the relationship between Taiwan uh, and the Philippines. A lot of your films are kind of looking at that relationship. Uh, What are your thoughts on that right now? Of course, uh, uh, there are a lot of Philippine workers uh, in Taiwan in various industries, uh, not just uh, the fishing industry. There's also the caretaking industry, uh, various factories. Uh, and that's uh, sometimes a fraught relationship. I mean, if we look at uh, Indonesia, now we're kind of looking to a totally different relationship. Uh, they're threatening to uh, ban uh, their workers from coming to Taiwan because uh, of allegations of uh, abuse. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on the state of that relationship between Taiwan and the Philippines? Um, I haven't done much research on that part, but from personal experience, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I don't mean in terms of diplomacy. I guess I just yeah. mean more on like the person-to-person level. Oh, okay. Like my films, there are happy and sad moments. Mm -hmm. So in my films, there are no bad people, Mm. necessarily bad people, because from my experience, people make bad choices or bad actions, but they don't necessarily are bad people. So in the case of abuses, I think it's the same. Or in the case of maybe workers that are... um, that are not so ideal to the employers, I think that's also the same. Mm -hmm. I think what we need is patience. Mm. And and patience needs understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we hope to accomplish or maybe spur up through our films. And actually, maybe because of my background, so I, I have the chance to see a lot of uh, relationships between the Taiwanese and the Filipinos. So somehow it reflects more on my films. Mm-hmm. But actually, um, that's not the only topics that we would write and, and direct in the mm-hmm. future. It's just um, in in, compar- in comparison with other filmmakers, mm. I see that all the time. So I get the inspiration more probably and in proportional. You're just a little bit more sensitive to yeah. it. You notice it a little bit more. Yeah, and I know the language, so I, I, I get deeper feelings with it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, is is there a real challenge there, kind of getting back to what you were talking about in terms of in Kaohsiung that one day, you know, people not interacting at all? Yeah, I mean, is is there a barrier that needs to be overcome there, or, or is it really just a matter of somebody needs to take the first step, say hello, start making friends? 
I think it's not only between you know Filipinos and Taiwanese. I think it's it's a whole it's a whole social thing because I'm sorry to tell you, but but yeah, it's it's a racial thing.、Mm. Yeah, and it's not only happening in Taiwan; it's happening all over the world. Look at、right. Europe right now. Look、mm-hmm. at England right now.、Mm. Yeah, so so I think it's not only a personal initiative thing,、mm-hmm. but perhaps I don't know how.、Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can how we can make it better.、Mm. But for me, you know, I only know how to make films, so I, I use films.、Mm. Yeah. All right.、Uh, well, we have been speaking today about the film Arnie,、uh, and speaking to Rena Zhou. She is a filmmaker in Taiwan. Rena, very good to speak with you today. Thank you very much, Keith. Thanks for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk.、Uh, you can find links to that Facebook page, along with a link to、uh, a trailer for the film on the ICRT blog. Uh, while you're there, please do leave a comment. Always love to hear what you're thinking.、Uh, and that audio behind me, by the way, is from that film trailer. So that's you know just gives you a sense of a little bit of what the film sounds like. Definitely do check out the trailer itself.、Uh, and remember,、uh, the whole film will be premiering in Taiwan this October, both in the north and south.、Uh, so look forward to that as well. That is it for the show today for Taiwan Talk. I am Keith Manconi. See you next time.